Hey y'all. So I guess I'm on a roll today because it's the second audio y'all get from me today. Um okay, honey, we got time to talk. So what sparked me to want to jump on and talk to you guys is um I just left a client's apartment, okay? And yes, not yesterday, last Friday, I um, visited a different client. Both clients live in, um, I don't know if you want to say HUD apartments or um, low income apartments. Uh, you know, you, you get the gist of what I'm, I'm trying to say. So... I, okay, growing up, I remember, I remember, um, like I told y'all before, I think I told y'all, I was like from age five to age 15, I was raised by my grandmother. Okay, so my grandmother lived in an apartment complex on the west side of town. And although she was on HUD or Section 8 or something like that, it wasn't like a ghetto apartment. Like, people stayed there who paid regular rent. People stayed there who was on Section 8 HUD or whatever. So it was like mixed. It was working class and, you know, and and even the people on HUD or Section 8, they... um. They were they were decent, you know. They weren't ratchet. They, you know, they they still, you know, had it going on. I guess you could say it wasn't like a rundown ghetto place. It was a nice apartment complex. They looked like little houses, actually. So, I in my brain didn't feel like I was in the projects, or you know, because my grandma was getting assistance, I felt like that because we we traveled we you know, went to the beach, we had cookouts, like, it just didn't really seem like money was an object, so I didn't feel um, deprived, I guess I could say, so, grow, okay, so from there, like, I know my grandma stayed in many um, low-income or whatever type of apartments growing up, you know, with my mom and, and, and her siblings, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like when I came along and we moved from apartment to apartment, it didn't, I guess my grandma just knew which complexes to pick. We didn't go to like Durkinville or we didn't go to the Blodgicks. You know, we always went to the, I guess the better ones. So when, so to me, the Blodgicks, Durkinville, um, caravan and places like that were um like the hood projects you know what i mean so because we didn't live there i never thought that we were on any type of assistance now i know with my mom them when they grew up with my grandma they did live in those type of places and maybe because my grandma had been around the block she kind of figured out where to go and where not to go as she got older maybe that could be it but in any case me growing up i didn't feel like i grew up in a hood and so now my what my um 
my auntie and you know a couple of my aunties lived in you know some hoodish places places or whatever so I still was around it I still and I appreciated that you know because the experiences that I got from being in those type of environments for one it was fun we used to have the best fun running around those type of apartments you know the kids was off the chain and they was doing stuff that we <laughs> we wasn't doing so it was fun when we were gonna stay with my auntie for the weekend or whatever and my one of my aunties the one who passed away she stayed in the plaza so if y'all know anything about duval y'all know to this day i don't even know if the plaza is still open but in any case my clients live in the hood projects they live in cleveland arms they live in you know, uh, whatever these ones are for Ramona, that's where I just left from. And uh, one I saw on Friday live in Hollybrook. And I remember my mama talking about Hollybrook when she grew up. So I had never been there. I didn't even know where it was. So when I went out there, I called my mom and I ended up FaceTiming her. And I'm like, is this where you used to be talking about? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, well, which apartment did y'all live in? So I went around there and showed her and, you know, it was just very nostalgic. Not that I lived out there. It was just nostalgic because I knew my mom used to talk about it. So to put, you know, to be able to experience that was really cool. But I'm the point of the of the audio is just because I guess to get rid of the stigma, right? So no, you don't want to be in an apartment complex, low income or high income where you know drugs and you know prostitutes and um you getting shot at no i ain't talking about that we know those those apartments but the ones like hollybrook now i don't know how these places get down at night because a lot of times you can go somewhere in the daytime and it be calm and then at night all hell break loose so that's why they say when you move especially when you move to a new city or a new state and you're unfamiliar you go out there and look at that apartment during the day and go at night. And if you can, go on the weekend because the weekend people get off the chain too. And you will really get a vibe of what, you know, how they get down um, versus moving there and then finding out after the office closed, everybody get off the chain. So anyway, Hollybrook and then whatever these ones are from Mona. Okay. Hollybrook, like when I was sitting in there, and I don't know why I do this, but when I was sitting in there, I was thinking the the girl had her her apartment was clean, it was furnished, it was decorated, um, you know she had it set up nice. Now I I always think about like, you know I'm I'm never above anything. I never want to be that big or that snooty or that bourgeois, you know, to frown or to, you know, my nose at somebody. I never, ever want to be that person. And with what I do, this social work thing, it humbles you and it makes you appreciative for what you have because you do go into these homes where these people don't have food, where they're not on top of their parenting game and the the kids walk around pissy and you know snotty nose and you know and to not have had to deal with that with your kids or growing up you know what i'm saying like it makes you it, it just makes you aware it makes you humble it makes you um 
appreciative. So with the Hollybrook apartment, it I'm and I'm just keep it real. Is it a place that I would want to move? No, obviously not. I've never lived in a place like well, I'm lying. You know what? I'm lying. I did move to Justina, and I'm telling y'all, if y'all from here, you know, like, oh shit, a lot of people might not even know that or remember that about me. That's why I said, do your research. I was green. My children's father and I wanted our own place. We wanted something we could afford. And I went, I, that's back when you used to get those uh, apartment guide books. And of course, the page is going to be beautiful. They ain't going to tell you about the crime. They ain't going to tell you about none of that. They're going to paint a beautiful picture to get your ass out there. And that's what happened to us. Neither one of us really knew what we were doing or where we were moving to. We know we got approved. Back then, it was like $400 um, for a two-bedroom, um, one-and-a-half bath. Or did it even have? Yeah, no. I, don't, I think it had a half bath downstairs and a whole bath upstairs. Um and yeah, it was upstairs, downstairs. So we was like, yeah, shit, we hit the jackpot. Yay. Come to find out, it Justina is not a good area. Anybody who know, you know that area is not a good area. We never experienced like no drama or anything. Thank God. We stayed out there maybe nine months and we ended up moving out. Not because it was a bad place, but because <clears throat> um, you know, financial reasons. We just jumped out too soon. I ended up going back home, and I think he went to stay with his his homeboy. But it was a, a, a life experience. You know, my friends would come over. It was cool for us to have our first little spot, but we weren't ready. We weren't ready at all. So anyway, I had a taste because in the Justina area, there's more than one apartment complex. It's like, I don't know, three, four apartment complexes, and they all different, and, you know, some a little more hood than the other but we stayed, I guess, like on a quiet side because we were in Mallard's Land. And I don't know what it's called now, but you basically drive in one way, go out the other way. And I think that was it. So we were more on a quiet side, which I guess was a plus for us. Like I said, we had no drama. But anyway, <clears throat> um, so I have lived in... Uh, um, it wasn't low income because we paid regular rent, but it was hood. And um, I, I mean, if I had a, ch a chance to do it again, I wouldn't because that's just not, you know, that ain't a place I want to stay. And it's definitely not a place I want to raise my kids. So my son, our son at the time was like eight months old when we moved out there. And he's 22 now. So anyway, um. Me, okay, if, like I said, being honest, I wouldn't want to live in a place like that, but I would never want to be high and mighty to if I ever had to, you know, I, I, I would feel some kind of way. I would look at it like, okay, I got to hit the reset button and I'm going to work my ass off to get where I want to be because, you know, all any of us could fall. You might could be on the top for a long time. And shit can happen, and you could lose it all. You know what I'm saying? It, it has happened to the best of us, and it has happened to the worst of us. You know, I know many people who were on good jobs and had it going on, and 
lost that job and lost everything. Some people are paycheck away from being in the hood, to be quite honest. Um, so I never want to be too high and mighty. But when I go into these places, that's one one part of the job that I thank God for, because like I said, it keeps me humble. It keeps me working hard. It keeps me keeping things in perspective. It keeps motivating me to go continue school so that I am opening as many opportunities as possible. So if I did lose a job, I have enough behind me to get another one versus you ain't got shit and you looked up on this job and now you done fell on your face. That's why you just have to make sure don't put all your eggs in one basket spread your shit out and set yourself up for success because like I said it could happen to any of us so anyway the the Hollybrook apartment right is small it was small it was a two bedroom and it was it's small I mean it's big enough for that like just putting me in her shoes I would bust out the seams because I have way too much shit. I, I I mean, if I had to live out there, they probably got to give me the biggest apartment they have. And one, one bedroom in that apartment, probably a three-bedroom, one going to be just my clothes and shoes. Um, because I know, even if it's the master, I know it wouldn't be big enough for me. The place I'm in now is huge, like a little house, and it ain't enough. Um, but that would be, you know, one thing. I would have to like get rid of so much shit to to make it. But I when I was sitting in her apartment on Friday, I was like, you know, I wonder, you know, if I had to live here how I would decorate it and you know, I I was just sitting there thinking like when you bringing your stuff in and you cuz some people live in hood apartments and their apartment look way better than yours. Honestly, they have big ass TVs in that bitch, um, surround sound, you know, nice shit. You'll be surprised now. Don't sleep on it just because they're in the hood. You walk in that motherfucker, you won't even know you in the hood no more. And that's probably how I would be. But I was thinking about that like, damn, but if people know that you bring in nice shit in, are they going to break in? So I start looking at her door and she didn't have like the latch to go across the door. She didn't have, she had burglar bars, as a matter of fact, on the door. So I guess that would be the protection. But I was just, I was on the inside. So I didn't think about the burglar bars. But just say the burglar bars wasn't there. That door, the way it was, somebody could kick them off all the way in. So all your shit gone that you don't work hard for or save for or whatever. But that's, that's my mentality. If I was to move there, fuck it. I don't care what the outside looked like. But when I go inside, it's going to look like a million dollars. So the client I just left, I thought the same thing. Okay, if I lived here. Now, this apartment the client live in um, off, of, um, off of Ramona, um, it's upstairs, downstairs. And it's, it's a decent size. I mean, it's still small for my liking. But for where she is and what type of community it is, it's a decent size. And I don't, I've never been upstairs, so I don't know what the upstairs look like, but she, you know, it's decent. But, um, you, I was just thinking like how you could really hook these places up on the inside and nobody would never know, especially if you the type to keep people out your business 
and you don't have, you know, a house full of people all the time, which I don't, I'm very particular about that. Um, you could really make it like, I was just thinking like all these people who don't have nowhere to stay, which I know the wait list for these places be forever long. And, you know, you have to pass certain requirements and things like that. But you, I mean, if you did have to fall on your face, these places might be listed as hood and ghetto or whatever, but you could really hook that mug up and make it work for you. And I don't feel threatened at either of those places. I, now, I don't know how they are at night or on the weekend, but, and I, I make sure I go see my clients in the day when they live you know, in places like this for my safety. Cause like I said, I don't know. So I go see them midday. Like right now it's, I got to her at 1230 and I was out of there by like 115. So ain't nothing going on at that time. <clears throat> so that's not be mindful. Like I say, you gotta be smart about things. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't feel no kind of, kind of, I, at least when I go in the daytime, I don't feel threatened or anything like that. Uh, and if it's like that all the time, I'm pretty sure Saturday and Sunday, you know, they probably crank up their music and they drink and stuff like that, which, okay. But um, outside of that, I, I don't know. It might be all right. So don't frown down on these places. And if you are in a tough spot and you need somewhere, don't be too grand to go to these places like i said do your homework do your research because you don't want to set yourself up but if it's a decent place just because it's a project or a hood or a low income or, or a hood or whatever like that don't sleep on it because shit I'm, i mean quiet as it's kept if i had to at least i'm learning you know some of these places now you do have, you know, if you don't want to go to that extreme, you do have other apartment complexes on other sides, like even on the south side and nicer area areas, and you're just going to pay a little bit more for rent. But I don't know. I guess I just wanted to share with you all, like, my humbling experiences, because if you're not in these homes with these people and seeing how they live and, you know... They don't have backup education. Some of them don't have any education. They don't have jobs. Not to say that they can't. They can go get a Walmart job or something like that. But a lot of times they tell me it's better for them to just stay home because the pay not worth it. They have a lot of kids, most of them. And by the time they pay for daycare, that little Walmart check gone. So I don't know, y'all. Just stay humble. You know, don't ever think you better than the next person because you could be looking up or looking down on people from the top and think you ain't gonna ever fall or get knocked down and you'll be you'll be surprised you you can't you know look down on people like that you know sometimes these people like the lady from hollybrook she lived in south florida and was forced to move because of the hurricane i think it was hurricane irma and so she had to leave most of her stuff. And she just basically had to grab what she can grab. She had six children and they had to flee. And this is where they ended up. So a lot of times it's not because people don't work or 
they're uneducated. A lot of times it's just life. It's it's unexpected things that are, you know, out of their control. We can't control the weather. You know, a hurricane and and that's that was her story, so she's working on rebuilding. Sometimes people just, you know, have to hit the reset button and start over. So just don't don't, you know, think you better than nobody. Don't frown down on people because they're not on your same level all of us wherever we are in life right now today you had to start from somewhere and unless you was born into billions or millions you you know what it's like to not have or go without or sacrifice you know what i'm saying we all have experienced that like i said unless you was born with that that platinum spoon in your mouth you know what it is and a lot of us like to forget that part of our life you know because now we in a in a in a real good spot so you you won't never tell nobody that you grew up in hollybrook or caravan or pottsburg or something like that you forget that part of your life and you want people to think that you've been grand forever no don't do that don't forget where you came from because those memories and those experiences are what should be keeping you humble and appreciative and thanking your God. So don't treat these people like shit. You know what I'm saying? I can imagine seeing her out because I just witnessed the girl I just left. She had a hip baby. Well, she ain't even a hip baby. She she walking, but she had her on her hip. Um, and then she got a three-year-old who looked like she like five or six. And she can't control that three-year-old. The three-year-old while I was there literally climbed the pantry behind me all the way to the top i'm thinking she just went in the pantry because she have a curtain covering it so i'm thinking she just went in there you know because she had a tantrum because her mama wouldn't let her go outside she literally opened the door went out the back door like she was grown and the mama had to go chase her bring her ass back in the house lock the door and then she went in the pantry so i'm thinking okay she just taking a time out or whatever she embarrassed so I said, let me check and see, you know. So I pulled a curtain back, this girl all the way up to the ceiling. And I'm like, what the fuck? She was like, she does that all the time. Whenever she get mad, she just climb up there. And she be looking for food, too, her mama told me. Because she keep the snacks up there. So that explains why this girl is bigger than she should be. She chunky, chunky, chunky. And big, she look like a five or six-year-old. So she been climbing up there for however long. Sneaking in them snacks, like her mama told me at our last visit. And I saw her grab, she thought it was a fruit snack, but the paper was empty. And she got pissed off. But I had to get her together because you ain't finna hurt yourself on my watch. I ain't trying to call her no report. I don't have time for that. So I, you need to get down. And she wouldn't listen. But I took that parenting voice, get down now before you hurt yourself. She looked at me, and she started climbing down. And her mom was like, she don't never come down when I tell her, girl, you better get that child under control. I told her, we need to um, assign her to a behaviorist. There are services available to you, which I've been trying to get a behaviorist for this little girl for a minute now. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But, um, yeah, don't, you know, these, they don't, I'm just saying that to say, like, where where the client mama at? 
where the client daddy that that says a lot if she don't have her mama there or didn't have her mama to help raise her to teach her things she ain't gonna know how to raise her own and that's what happens it's a generational thing you go one to the next so you you just have to have a soft spot for these clients it's easy because like i said i could see being out in my regular life and i'm out to eat or something like that that'll be the one time where you know how you got them kids who act up on their mama when they're out in public i can see her showing her natural ass in the middle of a restaurant or a store because her mama not buying her this or getting her that and then you know people start whispering and talking about the girl and stuff like that but you don't know this story you don't know the story behind it that girl she got i think this girl has four or five kids no baby dad is around it's just her and she's doing the best that she can with what she has to work with but it ain't enough it ain't enough every day go by she's not really parenting her children she's not enjoying being a mom it's stressing her the hell out and every day that go by it's just another day until they turn 18 and they out of there she's just doing it going through the motions and you can tell and i try to tell my parents parenting is supposed to be fun you supposed to, when you excited to find out you pregnant and you buying the clothes and the baby books, you had a baby shower and you you happy when you go into labor, that's supposed to continue. It's not supposed to stop. And if it stops, something's wrong. Parenting is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a headache. It's not supposed to feel like a job. It's not supposed to be where you looking for an escape who can get these kids this weekend or can you just come get them for two hours it's not supposed to be like that and if it is you got to assess your situation you got 18 years of that and sometimes longer because some kids don't move out the house so y'all i don't know if you got family members or friends and they're struggling help them out Offer some advice, you know, direct them to some services, um, all, you know, offer to, to take the kids off their hands for an hour or two. You will be surprised how much of a break that will give that parent. Some, and you know, some people become parents before they, they should, you know and they're just not equipped they're not ready so out the gate they already set up really um some people have kids and it's not what they thought it would be it's a lot harder you know than they may be thought so that changed the dynamics and sometimes you just don't want to be a parent Shit, you know Sometimes you just, and people say, well, you should have never laid down and had kids. Well, 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 okay, okay, yes, that's true. However, that still doesn't take away from the fact that today I don't want to fucking be a mom. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I be like that sometimes. Like, and my mama tell you quick, anybody who know me, me and my mom and their dad and my sister raised both my children because I never was that little girl who wanted to be 
a mom or a wife. You know, little girls from a young age be like, oh, gosh, you know, I want to have this type of wedding and I want my husband to be this. And, oh, we're going to have children and a dog and a house and all this stuff. Little girls really be on that shit. I never was her. I never said that out my mouth. All I said was like when I got a little older, maybe like high school, I remember being like if I ever, you know, had children, I would want my children all from the same man. That's about as far as I went with it because I didn't want kids. Like I I knew from third grade that I wanted to be a teacher. So all the way up, that was my goal. I knew I wanted to go to college. I had two older cousins who I wasn't super close with because they were kind of like on the other side of the family. But I knew them. They knew me. They would come to my grandma's house and they would bring me their old clothes and they were stylish, you know. So I used to be so happy when they came and visit. They used to tell me about their college experiences They because they were in college. And um, I, I was a little girl. But... Um, I was like in middle school or elementary or something like that. But like they little clothes, you know, because when you're in college, you dress kind of skimpy like. So they would bring me their stuff and some of it I would have to grow into. But I, I used to cherish it because my older cousins in college. Oh, my God. And they would um, bring video. They had the VHS tapes because they both were in the marching band. And they were flag girls. So, you know, that's a big thing at BCU's. Um, and they went to BCC, Bethune-Cookman. So I knew I wanted to go to Bethune-Cookman to follow my cousins. I wanted to be a flag girl. I used to practice, you know, outside like I was marching in the band. I used to look at their videos and I would copy what they did and stuff like that. So I had my shit planned out. You couldn't tell me I wasn't going off to college. I wasn't thinking about no babies, no husband, no house, no nothing, bitch. I wanted to go to college. And I want to make money, so I want to be educated because I want to be independent. And I want to do it differently than my people did. Like, in my immediate family, they weren't going to college. I think only one of my um, aunts, one of my grandma's children, graduated high school. I think only one, and that was the youngest. And I don't think, well, out the like back then, none of them went to college. But then the youngest one ended up going to college. We actually had classes together, which was pretty cool. And, it, you know, she furthered her education. So that, you know, education wasn't a thing in my family. I really did. Basically, I didn't have examples to, to go by. I just was the type of child that I knew what I wanted. And I was doing the best that I could to make it happen. And that's hard when you don't have people around you doing those things or supporting you in those things. And then when you didn't have a voice, so you couldn't really voice what you wanted to do. And if you did, it was laughed at like, yeah, right. We don't do that. Or yeah, right. Okay. So it was discouraging at times, but I still kept on like, you know, and I went to school, went to high school never thought about dropping out. I knew I wanted to go to college. My grades weren't the best, but I still tried. And I ended up getting pregnant 
um, when I was 18 and I had my son at 19. So I had just graduated um, high school and then I got pregnant over the summer and I had him like that. What? I got pregnant. Was it over the summer? I don't know. Nine months from March. Um, and that's when my life took a turn, basically. So I had to work with what I had. But I just said that to say, like, sometimes people don't have support. They don't have outlets. They don't have, um, you know, they don't have family and friends. They on their own. I asked the girl, could she come down to the office? Because really, you're supposed to take your assessments in the office. So when I was with her last week, I said, hey, you know, you know, you take your test next week or whatever. Are you going to have someone to watch the kids? No. Do you have family here? Yes. Okay, is your mom here? Yes. Your mom? No, she's not going to watch them. Like, people don't have support. And, and I had it. Like, my mom, like I said, my mom damn near raised mine with me because, baby, I, some days I just wasn't with it. I just, you know, or I had final exams. And I would be like, mom, when I get off work, I'm going to just go home and study for this test, whatever, whatever. Can I bring the kids? Oh, yeah. My kids used to, I didn't even have to ask most of the time. They would already be there. They went to daycare at my mom's. And she will just be like, don't worry about picking them up. They want to stay. And that was all the time. They would stay, be over there every weekend. So I did have a lot of breaks. I still have a lot of breaks because actually my daughter is there now. At 14, she's there during the week to go to school. And then my son lives there. So I, st I never really was a from birth to 18 or birth to 22 full-time mom. And I thank God for that because I don't think I really, I can do it. I've done it. Like when we moved away, obviously I had to be a full-time mom because I didn't have family or friends. But, and it, it's like when you are a mom, like even though I wasn't used to the 24-7 thing, I still, um, when I when we moved away, it wasn't like I was like, oh my God, I'll have to be a fucking mom. I just did it. You know what I'm saying? It was just something that kicks in. But when I'm here at home and I know I have my mom there, I know I I, I don't have to be a full-time mom. And some of y'all don't judge me for that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's and don't be jealous. A lot of people will talk shit because they wish they had those outlets. Don't talk shit because you ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm sorry, but that's why I'm saying. If you know somebody like that who, who may need that break, you know, look out for them. Volunteer to watch the kids. Because sometimes people be on the verge of cracking, snapping. Because parenting can be overwhelming to some people. It can be challenging. It can be a struggle. So pay attention to your friends and your family members when they talk, you know, and if any red flags, become closer to them so that you can be a support system to them. But that's, I'm just saying, you know, me doing what I do, I see this a lot. And these women keep having babies. They keep having babies. And I think it's because they looking for love. They looking for someone who, you know, people, them guys be talking that good shit to them. And they probably thinking, okay, he the one. He going to come. He going to help me take care of these kids. And we going to live that happily ever after. And the men get them girls pregnant and they gone. 
And they keep falling for that. I think because they want it so bad. And then you got some who just like to fuck. Period. They just, you know, they that's just what they do. Um, different reasons. But I'm just saying, y'all, just help our women out. You know, everybody needs somebody in some way, shape, or form. But I just wanted to share that with y'all. I hope it helps someone um, who's listening. Don't frown on these people. You know, parenting, like I said, it is supposed to be fun. But for some people, it's nothing fun about it. And that's sad. That is so sad to me. You know, even when I had my kids full time, I never was, you know, depressed about it or felt overwhelmed, you know, and maybe because their dad was there, you know, it could, that could be it. But like I said, I I didn't want kids. I mean, I thank God for them and I don't want to come off as an ass because I know it's a lot of people out there who want kids and can't have them. And then you got a bitch like me, like, oh, I didn't even want them, but I got two beautiful kids. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or insensitive I'm just being honest. Will I give my kids back? Hell no. I love my babies to death. So no. Am I thankful for them? Yes. Am I thankful that I was able to give birth to them? Yes. Am I thankful that they were healthy and they're smart? Yes. Um, My heart goes out to women who yearn to be a mom. And those are the moms who will be the best moms. And then again, in this field, you got these women who have all these kids and they don't take care of them. They, you know, don't want them. But then you have women who want kids so badly and for whatever reason, they can't have them. So I see both sides. Like I get it. And I'm not trying to be insensitive when I say what I say. I'm just trying to be as honest with you guys as I can be just so you know where I'm coming from. Um, But if, 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 I mean, at this age, I'm 41. I don't know. But I've always said that because I know that I can carry babies and, you know, uh, I've always been pretty healthy. If there was a woman who wanted kids very badly, I would carry for her. At this age, I wouldn't only because I wouldn't want it to be any risk. I know that the older you get, the more risks are involved with having a child. But if I was, you know, the doctor checked me off, you have healthy or just say 10 years back, I would love to uh, bring babies for, for women who can't have them. A lot of women are selfish and hell no, I ain't having no babies for nobody. Um, messing up my body or whatever like that. Um, even though, yeah, they can mess your body up, but the greater good, I, I would, in my younger days, I would have, um, love to be able to give that gift to a woman who couldn't you know naturally have her own i think that's a beautiful thing although i know you know if it was me shit i want my baby growing in me and have the experience but at the end of the day if i couldn't like absolutely no way no how then i i would opt for that because i think when they do the surrogate thing they take your egg so, and mix it with your mate's sperm or whatever, and then put that in, in you know, so it's still yours and your, your spouse's or your mate's. It's just you don't, I guess, you know, go through the experience. So, 
that's a touchy subject. And I'm about to leave it alone because <laughs> I'm about to get sad about it. Um, that's a very touchy subject. But in any case, y'all, I'm headed <laughs> to my next client. Um, let's see where we're going. She didn't answer, so... Gonna head over. So, all right, y'all. Until next time, be you, be beautiful, be blessed, be a blessing, be mindful, be mindful, y'all. Be mindful. <laughs> We be talking about people, judging people. You don't know them people's story. Leave it alone. Go up to them. Talk to them. Hey, how you doing? You okay? You need help? What's going on? You all right? You'll be surprised. I mean, oh my God, thank you. Can you just hold him for two seconds while I strap her in the car seat? Or You just don't know. Just talk to them. They're not aliens, you know. People, they need it. So be mindful, y'all. And most importantly, be aware. Be aware of what you're saying about these people. Be aware of how you're judging these people. You know, be aware that you could be them. Like I said, a lot of y'all living one check from being homeless, so don't do that. Um, but all right, peace out, y'all.